This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. When you got traded to the Rockets, talk about the Rockets experience. Trash. I know. I know. Beyond trash. Okay, well, that was John Wall. He was on Theo Pinson's podcast called Run Your Race is the name of the podcast. And boy, he, uh, John Wall, did not mince words when it came to his time with the Houston Rockets. Just said trash. John Wall had some things to say. I do think there is some degree of, of truth or warning signs maybe for the Rockets and some of the things he had to say. Some other things I just, I have a hard time having sympathy for a guy who got paid $47 million to do nothing for a year. Like that's, that's just, that's, that's me. Um, here was John Wall. If you recall, John Wall was part of a trade involving Russell Westbrook. Westbrook went to Washington to the Wizards. John Wall came back here. Both had equally horrible contracts. John Wall came. John Wall came to the Rockets and stepped right into a situation where Russell Westbrook was not going to be the last one to want to bail. James Harden was soon on his way out as well. I'm going there thinking James going to be there, you know what I mean? Once yeah. I get traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he already wants out. When I landed, I'm like, what up, woo? I'm about to land. If I go do my conference, he's like, well, I'm on my way to Atlanta for a little baby birthday. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so, he talking about, you want to give him jail with me? Bitch, I just got traded here. <laughs> I can't up. I got to be on good terms. Like, I don't know how the yeah. owner is, the GM is. I don't know nothing. Yeah, like, right. It's new. This ain't like I'm in D.C. Am I in D.C.? I'm like, hell yeah, we out. Right. It's my show. Yeah. This ain't my show over here. Yeah, nah. So we do that. They like So he don't come to training camp, none of that. So, you know, that that news is all toxic. Yeah. For me, I ain't playing two years. Right. Mom passed, Achilles, mm-hmm. and COVID. So I'm like, I don't give a f- who playing, who not. I just want to who. I'm just trying to get yeah. on the court. That's it. So John Wall gets traded to this team to be ostensibly the second best player on the team. And I think I think he would have been a better fit next to James than Russell Westbrook would have been if the two had ever played together for any extended period of time. But he, he gets traded here. He gets on the plane. He flies here. He's calling James Harden like, hey, man, we're teammates now. And Harden's like, yeah, I'm in Atlanta at a little baby's birthday party. <laughs> like it's yeah, training yeah. camp. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, well, um, you could go one of two ways with that. You could point out that, hey, well, you could say, hey, Tom Brady missed training camp this year. Yeah. And uh, wasn't that such a great year for the Bucks? Was not. It looked like, a, looked like kind of a wild, messed up affair for the Bucks this year. Yes. And, uh, it, yeah, it, but there are also just so many other stories and just flat out, it's not like rumors or anything, just obvious evidence that James Harden that year went all Sean Payton uh, and showed up tubby. And it was just – was. Uh, Trying to get his ass out of there. Yeah, no, dude, we're going to play more John Wall here in a second, but that to me, like my takeaway from that cut there, 
because um, the Rockets were in a thankless spot at that point. Harden didn't want to be here, and he was making life really hard on them. Um, the, my big takeaway there is like, yeah, you know what? They're still a big part of the Rockets fan base that when they heard rumors of James Harden wanting to come back to Houston, were super psyched about it. Like about the possibility of James Harden coming back here and playing with this this young core nucleus. So uh, we'll see if that happens. So here's John Wall. So we know that eventually, about eight or nine games into the season that year, that was that was 2021. Uh we know a few games into the season, they're, they're able to move Harden to uh, to Brooklyn. And so now John Wall is truly here with Christian Wood and a bunch of young dudes. This is before they even drafted Jalen Green. Um, and he said, man, once Harden was traded, the Rockets, they were tanking. When Derek worked my ass off, played. I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Like, we started studying Justin Pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we started me. This is how I started lining was. I saw knew like me, David Nawaba. Mm-hmm. Jayshon Tate, Justin Patton, somebody else. I'm like, but who the f can I win a game with with this? Shit? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, they were they were rebuilding. They were they were they were doing yeah. what they, they were doing. NBA tanking is what they were doing. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it's um, I I don't. And that's where it gets tough. Is if you're John Wall and you're stuck in that that pivot point where all of a sudden a uh, team goes from like, oh, okay, we're geared towards winning championships to now all of a sudden, crap, we're trying to regroup as we try to figure out exactly what what pieces we have and how to move forward and reset. That's a tough place to be. I do wonder, though, too, where, I mean, you're John Wall. You're a veteran who presumably would have some say in turning that around, you know, or changing. You're, like, you're supposed to be one of those guys that keeps it from getting to that point. That's It's overstated how much one guy can do, but that's the, that's the only issue I have with it. I think he's, he's accurate, I'm sure, in describing everything the way it was. But once Harden is gone, uh, you know, you can, you can be a team that's resetting or tanking, but still you know, have have certain standards and expectations. Yeah, he he says a few things in these next couple cuts, and some of which I agree with. I just in general, as far as him winding up in a situation with a tanking team, it, it, you yeah. know, there's a lot of teams that tank in the NBA, and it's unfortunate if you're a veteran player, you wind up with one of them. But when you sign a max deal like John Wall, like John Wall signed a super max deal, he was making forty to forty five million a year on that contract. If you get hurt. Or if you don't play because of COVID or whatever, like it, when you stop becoming worth that money, you leave yourself open to winding up in situations like that where you're just in there to 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 give an equal salary to Russell Westbrook in a trade, you know, because the salaries yeah. need to match up in the NBA when you make trades like that. So I I have, I have very little sympathy for John Wall winding up in this situation because when you're overpaid, the only thing worse than being underpaid is being overpaid because you yeah. you know you yeah. you you lose control. Unless you have a no trade clause, you lose control of where you might wind up. But it is, and you know, and I think that you know, with with snippets and whatnot, it's hard to tell the whole picture. I think that I like I'm not as I'm saying. Well, hey, you could have been a part of changing that culture. I'm also saying there's only so much you can actually do. And he, he in some ways, I think is just describing like what a miserable situation that is. Yeah, you know, he's, if he's going to speak about it honestly, he's not going to say like, "Well, boy, you could tell that they were just trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, sure. and everything was just awesome." It, it. He, by the way, he found out another thing. He disclosed in this. Uh, I don't think we have the audio of this. Was that he had uh, he found out about the trade from Russell Westbrook himself? Oh, really? 
That was, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Nobody from the Wizards or the Rockets reached out to him, according yeah. to John Wall. Yeah. So, John, now he might have. He might have. If he's anything like me, he ignored like eighteen texts, but then saw that Russell was texting him. Or you know, <laughs> he got yes. a bunch of texts from numbers he didn't recognize. And right. He just like didn't even click on it. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of John Wall trying to make the situation better, we know that. He was traded here the first year he was here. He was here for two years. The second year he hardly played. He didn't. He didn't play the second year. But he said in that year he was willing to come off the bench if if they were if if someone was truly better than him. And I would have been fine coming off the bench for them. I mean, mm. but I'm like, don't just give him a spot. Let him no, earn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go back to check on my condo a month before the season. They call. They like yo, come in the office. He's like yo, this is coach talking. He's like yo, how would you feel come off the bench? I said for who. No offense, but who? I'm your best player last year. Like, uh, this is what the GM wants. This is what you want. I mean, he wants you to uh, play 10, 15 minutes a game. Sometimes don't play. I said, I'm not doing that. Either you're going to guarantee me some minutes. Right. Or I'm not. But I'm like, let him up earn a spot. Not facts. And the coach, he was like, man, you don't deserve that. Like, you should be a starter. Like, you don't. be like, this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Okay. I mean, and I guess as is his right. He still got paid. They didn't, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't. Give him conduct detrimental for saying I don't want to do what the GM is asking me to do on my forty-seven million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, boy, pro sports has gotten weird. <laughs> they, they, I mean, that stuff like this is out of control. Like guys getting paid I, just to sit at home, forty million bucks. What the hell? Cost of doing business? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, to I me. don't. I, yeah, and it is. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah. It's at the fifty million dollars. Like, did anybody at least break a chair over this scenario at all? Was anybody? Did anybody like pin somebody up against the right, wall? Right, right. Is, is there anything? Like, what are the what are the standards exactly anymore? Oh, and by the way, uh, Russell Westbrook had told John Wall that a trade was in the works. A oh, month okay. Before it actually went happens, that's how John Wall found out that something was going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, last one. This is this is the scorched earth quote I think that people are pointing to when it comes to John, John Wall on Theo Pinson's Run Your Race podcast says Rockets bad organization. Like, it's just a bad organization right now. Mm-hmm. Like they got to fix some shit around. But like I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, KJ. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing. Shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them like this shit y'all getting away with over here. You go to any other teams, you'd be out the league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. I wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. And I'm like, if you ever get traded and go somewhere else, you're going to be like, this motherfucker was right. And I think that's the concern. I think when Rocket fans heard this interview, I think that's the one they latched onto because, I mean, look, the Rockets are kind of off the grid yeah. right now because they're not very good. But the problem is they're not very good. I think we anticipated them not being very good this year, but they're going to be fun to watch because they've got Shengun and they've got Jalen Green and yeah. Jabari Smith Jr. And they're not that fun to watch right now. They're not competitive. They're a horrible defensive team. And boy, there was a cut up of Jalen Green, like one of those James Harden dead spin cut ups from a few years ago, where Harden they they cut him up just not trying on defense. They did one of somebody did one of Jalen Green, and it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. These guys look like they've quit on Steven Silas, and I think that's what's frustrating for a lot of Rocket fans. You know that that want the team to be to be relevant again. I think this. This this lottery, this th- third year of well, being at the top of the lottery is wearing on a lot of people. There's, I mean, there's also things though too where I think, okay, why is Shangun on the bench in the fourth quarter? And then you realize, like, oh, okay, well, uh, because they're intentionally a bad team. And uh, there's going to be things that, even as you know the strategy, it bothers you when you can't see at least some stab at legitimacy. 
and I that's just where they are. I think that something that John Wall spoke to there about the culture is the, what I would worry about. And it, it is a very real thing. I think sometimes because culture gets talked about too much by people who don't necessarily understand it, because it's a really hard thing to understand. Like, I think it, it, I'm not even sitting here claiming that I understand it other than I know good culture and bad culture when I see it. When it comes to actually building a good culture, it's, it's hard to do and balance all that out between your stars and your blue-collar players. But when you have young guys, especially basketball players, are so young and they're making so much money early in their careers, I think the risk is that much higher that without having to work your way up through the minor leagues like in baseball, you know, yes, there's the D League, but, you know, with the star players, it's just – I think that what John Wall – is saying there is true. Like you're gonna you're gonna realize at some point that you can't get away with this stuff if you're on a good team. Yep. And and they won't become a good team unless they get those values somewhere along the way and and kind of get uh, they, like the well when the Astros brought the veterans in in 2017 it, it was kind of um, an acknowledgement that like okay we need we need something more than this we yep. need a little bit we need a little bit more we need carlos beltran's influence um and others to to show these guys exactly what a pro team how it, how it operates yeah th- this team needs that in the worst way and eric gordon's the only real veteran on the team and eric gordon looks like he's being held prisoner when you have, whenever you see eric gordon sitting on the bench or just the look on his face like eric gordon and again, this is what I'd say to Eric Gordon, then you shouldn't have signed the contract extension. You know, like his extension was exorbitant, I thought, for what Eric Gordon was at the time. Yeah. Like that's what happens, man. When you sign a long term deal, especially a big money deal, and you're not playing up to the money, you are subject to the whims of whatever the league thinks you are at that point. Sorry. Um, but I do think John Wall said a couple things in there, as you just pointed out, Seth, that are that are very valid. That's a point you've been making about football and teams like, well, just tank the season and get the first pick and draft a quarterback. That eats. That's like termites eating at the foundation it's of your organization. The, I mean, it's the Browns. Yes. You know, like how long? How often can the Browns continually underperform what they look like on paper? Without at some point, yes, quarterbacks matter, obviously, but at some point you got to say, like, all right, man, they accumulated a massive amount of talent and have done absolutely nothing with it. At some point, there you got to establish something. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com. 